time. So that's better than like hearing some stupid bullshit every single day. I mean, but I don't watch the news at all. Exactly. So. Yeah, I don't. I haven't been keeping up with it. <laughs> I never watch the news. The only time I watch the news is like when my mom is playing the news in Spanish. Um, but like bro. last year, like we were watching the news and it was like scary. Like every single day about oh, yeah. That's because Corona. of COVID. Because I feel like with COVID, since it was a disease, like it was honestly, I think it was only dangerous to like old people or people with respiratory problems. Was it respiratory? It was yeah, uh, uncompromised immune system. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. So the thing was that we could get it, but it wouldn't really, we would probably be sick for a couple of days, but we wouldn't like, it wouldn't be fatal for us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. But with an old person, it would be. Mm-hmm. So, but I feel like they try to scare you. Like, there's, yeah. they're like, oh. Well, yeah, my grandma, she watches the news every night and she watches the liberal news. So she doesn't, you know, she doesn't give both sides of the story. But you see how I'm messed saying? up that is? Like, why is there liberal and conservative mm-hmm. news? Why can't there just be a news outlet that offers us the facts without giving some sort of biased Carlos commentary? Zeus. Carl Zeus. Carl Zeus. That man's the goat. I thought they don't. They don't label each other the news. They don't label each other as like liberal or conservative. They no, but they just are. They just are. They just are. You just know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. CNN liberal. Fox so, conservative. My grandma always knows every single detail of like what's going on with like COVID and shit like that. Hmm. Oh, at first I was keeping up with it, but then I was like, no, it's too much. When it became political, like when it became yeah. a political issue, I was just like, this is such bullshit. It's not a political issue, it's a medical issue. It's a scientific issue. Like, it's a. They got disease. mad at Trump because he called it the Chinese virus because it originated from China. Yeah. So they were like, why did you call it that? That's racist. Like, no, nah, it's from China. No, but it's just, I don't know. But the way that he said that. Like, it's not. I don't know. I feel like. And it also, there's a lot of cases of it starting a lot of, like, um, like vi- yeah, violence and racism towards Asian people. There are a lot of cases like that. I don't think that was COVID related though. I remember. I know what you're talking about, but, but I don't it think did it was COVID. start. No, but like I just think it's funny. Like remember how like all those memes, like against like anti-vax moms. Everyone <laughs> used to make fun of them yeah. and shit like that. Yeah. And now there's a legion of them. Like there's a whole side. That is like anti-vax now. And they're all getting their news from like fucking Facebook. Yeah. yeah, like Facebook. Facebook news. Honestly, I got my news from TikTok, but not political news. Like just shit that happens. <laughs> That's true. Like, yeah, it would just be like something that happened, but there wouldn't be like a point of view from it. Like, like I remember Ben Shapiro was talking about Biden bombing Syria, I think it was. And nobody said anything about it. But when Trump was in office, Trump bombed Syria and they would protest like, oh, stop bombing Syria. Same thing with Obama, too. With Obama? Obama bo- yeah. bombed the shit out of Obama them. fucked yeah. the Middle East. And nobody know. said shit. Mm-hmm. All, I, all, I, all, all I know and all I hear is that Obama didn't do shit. Obama no, committed Obama. war crimes in yeah. there, bro. A lot of war crimes. <clears throat> like, never talk about because um, people were shitting on uh, Biden for doing it mm-hmm. a little bit because he killed a couple civilians. You know how many, like, Obama killed, bro? He bombed, like, <laughs> cities just full of them. Little fucking towns and shit. Obama he didn't give a person. fuck. He didn't give a fuck. What's your best Obama impression? Obama impression? Like, uh... My, my fellow Americans. My fellow Americans. Uh... You gotta get out <laughs> there. Yeah. Uh, you know? Uh, my fellow Americans. My wife uh, ruined your childhood. <laughs> Lunch. Yeah, and that. You know, schools don't get three chicken nuggets. They get two. Alright. <laughs> Alright, fuck all the political stuff. Let's get into the entertaining. Yeah. yeah. Alright, all right, guys, this is the Lunch Boys Podcast, episode 11. Uh, it's me and Gavin, you know, your host and shit, the Goon Gav, which accompanied with two special guests on my left is. Nikki, hello. On my right. Jose, but they call me Pepe. They call him Pepe. Mm. Pepe? Yeah. Yeah. All right. You go, you go around Mexico and you talk about Pepe. Yeah, you know how how like it's a it's a weird thing. Apparently, Jose is Pepe is a nickname for Jose, which doesn't make sense. Oh. Yeah, you you know like Pepe, Pepe. No, a lot of Mexican like Jesus, Chuy. 
Yeah, it's weird. Uh-huh. Chewy. This is something like weird. If you're fat, gordo, skinny, flaco. Yeah. Uh, anything. You're white, güero. You're dark, you're white. moreno. Yeah, it's just... You know how racist Mexico is? Yeah. You know how racist our grandmas are? Yeah, I... Bro, my grandma no, is no fucking racist, bro. Bro, you're white. Don't say that. It's not <laughs> like, no, don't she, say She grew up in the 60s. They're gonna send death threats to your grandma. Hey, my grandma will fuck anyone up. She will fuck anyone up, bro. She's a menace. I met I met Gammy one time. You did? Yeah. When? At a football game. I was with uh. Oh, for real? You're lucky she didn't kill you. Why? Why was she? Oh, uh, cause I'm. Ah, fuck. Would she be racist towards me? No, she's not actually racist. Until they find, oh. until she finds out your name. She's she's just. No, my mom's more racist than she is, honestly. <laughs> My, my grandma doesn't give a fuck what color you are. Uh, I feel like my grandma, my grandmas, they're like racist, but they don't realize that they're being offensive. They just say, like, uh, one time we were talking about me and my grandma, Abuela Maria. Yeah. We were there and uh, we were talking about these, something going on in the news, black people. She was calling them the Spanish N word hella times. And I was like, but she doesn't know. She doesn't know that here in America, that's offensive. And that's like a, a, a slur. Yeah, it's just, and, but she doesn't know. And I'm like, Grandma, it's Moreno. Say Moreno, right? Because a Moreno applies to anyone who's dark skin, not just black, you know, mm-hmm. Mexican. She's like, wow, what's, what's the matter? It doesn't matter. You know, he's this and I'm like, but say Grandma, it. you say it over there. Why don't you say it? Me? Why would I want to say it, huh? Why don't you say it? Well, say it. Why don't you say it? Say it. I don't know what word it is. It's, just, it's black and Spanish. Well, you could just, like, uh, if you're referring to the yeah. black, yeah. but it depends on the context. Yeah, what do you mean know. by that? What do you mean by that? <laughs> what do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? All right, let's, let's, let's stop talking about racism for <laughs> once. <laughs> These mosquitoes eating me. Dude, you have, like, long, long sleep, everything. Bro. It's on, they decided, it's like, like let's, get the, let's get the hand. What's your blood type? Uh, oh, negative. <gasps> Me too. Yeah, we're the universal. Universal donor. Yeah. But we can't have any other. Ah, so quirky. <laughs> 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 Are you guys both Sagittarius? Like, <laughs> like, no, fuck you, Zodiac sign. What's your blood type? Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, we were going to talk about favorite performances in movies. Fuck. You heard that shit? No. Hey, your phone was about to fall. Really yeah. Uh, we're talking about favorite performances in movies. Uh, we're gonna start. It's not a list or anything. So if you get mad that Leonardo DiCaprio was our first and not our last, then it's not a list, bro. Chill. Save it to yourself. So that one guy in Belgium. One guy. In that Belgium. one guy in Belgium that listens to us. There's one guy in Belgium. There's one guy, in, and he's the coolest guy. I don't. I never met him, but he's the coolest guy because he's the it. only guy in Belgium. Yeah. Right. How is Belgium? Belgium. Yeah, hey, Belgium. Didn't guys. we figure out what language they speak? They speak Dutch, don't they? I don't Belgium? know. Yes. Well, he's probably a guy that speaks English, but he's also. No, Belgium. I know that, but like, maybe he's from here and he just moved to Belgium. Or maybe, well, maybe I don't know. But hey, tell me how Belgium is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> how's Belgium? How's Belgium? How are you? Nah, how's Belgium? <laughs> 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 all right, all right. Start off with. Nikki, we'll go this way. Oh, I, I haven't been thinking about it, bro. We'll go the other way. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, bro, you got me at the worst spot. Wait, what was the question? The <laughs> your favorite performance, like favorite acting in a movie. Doesn't uh, matter which one. Doesn't have to be list. Could be both. Uh, we're gonna talk about this. Uh, I think Jesse Pinkman is pretty good acting. Aaron Paul. Scenes that Jesse, Jesse Pinkman. Uh, what's his name? Aaron. Aaron, Aaron Paul. Paul. Aaron Paul is pretty. Aaron. Aaron Paul. Breaking acting. Bad. Amazing. Yeah. Is there any more? 10 out of 10. Uh, any more? Well, well... We could talk about him for a little bit. Yeah, we'll just, yeah, you know what? Yeah. Aaron Paul. Uh, the only other... Besides Breaking Bad, the only other place I've seen him in is the Need for Speed, but I didn't, I didn't watch Need for Speed, and I heard it was a pretty bad movie. So. <laughs> what was your favorite acting scene in, uh, in Breaking uh, Bad? Like, from him? It's like a squirrel having a Yeah, scene. it's probably a squirrel. Um, There's so many. Well, it's not specifically in Breaking Bad. It's in El Camino. There's a scene where he... Uh, where he like has a standoff with um, this one guy and a couple cokeheads, co- co- mm-hmm. and that that one was pretty good. And also the the scene where he has the standoff with Hank in the house before he was going to set it on fire. It was pretty good. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <gasps> that one. Oh, yeah. Was good. Like, he was set on fire. 
Uh, Breaking Bad gets pretty bad. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. mine was when, um, what was the cop's dude named? The DEA agent? Hank? Hank. Yeah. When he came and then knocked Jesse out and sent him to the hospital. And then after, like, how much he was raging and he was mm-hmm. like, I'm going to fuck you up and all this shit. Yeah. Like, that was my favorite Jesse moment, bro. That fool was so mad. <laughs> I like this one scene I've seen it on uh, I haven't got there in the show but I've seen it where Jesse is at this like this meeting like this circle group oh, and oh the group therapy the group therapy oh, I know what you and where he about. goes where he goes you know why I'm here <laughs> I'm here to sell you meth <laughs> you're nothing to me but customers <laughs> how he said customers <laughs> how he said customers <laughs> he held <laughs> customers <laughs> Yeah, that's so great. Yeah. I think he really pulled that off, though. Like, in order for an actor to truly show, like, the character development within the character that they're playing, it's just, like, I think he pulled it off, like, more than... I can't imagine any other actor playing yeah. Jesse Pinkman. Yeah. No, oh, there's another scene. When it, the, the mixture of Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul, the one where uh, he finds out... Well, he thinks that... well. The where Brock gets poisoned and then he figures out oh and then he goes like a, oh. the one where he puts the gun to his head. Oh yeah. yeah. Dude, what? That scene was crazy. There's so many crazy scenes. Yeah, though. there's some fucking insane. If you want to talk about crazy, we'll talk about the boys. But we'll get, oh. we'll get a little more after that. But uh, I guess I'll go next. Uh, I would say almost any Leonardo DiCaprio, you know. Performing like this, this guy. Is a dick rider. Shut up, bro. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> nah, the dick riders are the, no, the fucking sense, Phoenix. Though. The fucking Phoenix fans. Yeah, they what? are dick riders. Yeah, no, cause all right, and not not that not like what I said that he has. Joaquin Phoenix is also one of those actors that you don't see him in a bad performance, but he also doesn't give it a hundred percent in all of his performance. Leonardo DiCaprio does that. He gives it a hundred percent, but Joaquin Phoenix would sometimes give it like let's say an eighty, you know. But it doesn't mean it's bad. But it's not his. He's not always on top. Uh, well, many people refer to the Joker. They said that that it was good, but his role in the Master was better. And then the Master, he gave it like a hundred percent. And then the Joker, he didn't really. How do you really... determine whether or not an actor gives a hundred percent or less? Basically, on like let's let's say the mood, the mood of how it goes. Because acting is all about emotion. That's the key thing. You could act. You could pretend you're somebody, but if you don't have that emotion in you, you know, you, you're just reading lines at that point. But sometimes these people do that. Sometimes, like, there's a, there's a thing that actors be acting, let's say, in an angry scene. They'd be like, oh, what the heck? And then they just stop. And then their next line, they're still mad again. And it's like, oh, they just get mad. They stop. And that's one, this one thing of um, many, many people talk about is that not following through. And I'm not saying Joaquin Phoenix does that, but I'm just saying that uh, it's an example of let's say bad acting mm-hmm. and no Joaquin Phoenix after watching her he became one of my favorite actors but I've it's what, I'm just saying what, based on what I heard that uh, he doesn't give it a hundred at all like at all times I don't agree with that you don't agree? I think I think what makes acting act, and I've told you this before what makes good acting good acting is the writing the writing? and that's like 80% of it that I disagree because you could have the best screenplay in the world, but if you give it to some non-actor dudes on a professional set, they're gonna trash it. Hey, but if you have a if you have a shitty screenplay and you give it to a good actor, there's not much they can do with that. Well, I guess not much, but it's, I guess it goes both ways then. But yeah, you get a good screenplay and a good actor or a decent actor. That's where I see your point: the decent actor, but not with a non-actor. Now when someone's been but in one thing. But can't act even with a shitty screenplay. So that's not a really good comparison. I guess you're right. But uh, I've, I've seen some reviews about these guys. Like, I don't know who I don't remember, but I remember this guy talking about like, oh, the movie, the story was great. He's just, the, this guy, he just kept killing me, bro. He just, he, 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 he seemed so bland in the movie. He wasn't interesting, but the movie was great, you know. It's like like what I said about Adam Driver with the the movie the one we watched yesterday the last duel, and he seemed bland to me in his acting. But the movie was great. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he's a bad actor. Adam Driver's a very very good actor. After watching Marriage Story, you know that was really good. But um, Matt Damon though, 
That's what I was going to talk about. Uh-huh, I was Matt going to say Matt Damon in that new movie. The Last just, Duel? The Last Duel. Mm-hmm. Did fucking fantastic. And also, I was thinking of other Matt Damon movies. Um, what's the one where he gets stuck on Mars? The Martian. The Martian. He was nominated for that. That shit was so good, bro. He had me so entertained. During yeah, that like movie. That, that movie is like a one of those one location movies. Yep. Because he's just there. Mm-hmm. But he made it work, though. And there was a guy, Karsten Rundquist. I really liked his YouTube videos. But the thing is that... um. He said, he was talking about, oh, The Martian was uh, not interesting because of Matt Damon. I completely disagree with that. Matt, I feel like I feel like if it wasn't Matt Damon, the movie would have been decent. It would have been. It, but I Matt Damon pulled it off so great. Like, mm-hmm. he had so much charisma for a guy that was, you know. Yep. And that's why I liked it so much. Because he, I mean, every odd was against him. You know, he's stuck in space alone. Wait, Matt Damon. For years, fool. Mm-hmm. You know, wasn't it like a couple years? It was hella years. And then, um, but he's still funny during the movie. Yeah, he still, he's still has some life in him. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, he uses his intelligence to his figure out how to fucking, skills. yeah, to and figure he, out how to fucking and I like, And I like, I like all the little quips he says. Yep. Like, uh, he was like talking about when he made potatoes on Mars. Mm-hmm. And he said that, that he made, he made life on a dead planet that you can't. You know, bring soil underneath. So he colonized it, or so, like he. Yeah, he, he said he colonized it. And then he also said he was a space pirate. Uh uh-huh. He said that um, when when. Uh, because space is technically considered, like, international, mm-hmm. because nobody has claimed space, and so he's a pirate because he's the only motherfucker out there. You know when you know I I forgot his uh, explanation of it, but he was like yeah, defined I know all that shit, and he was like I'm a space pirate, bro. That yeah. shit was so funny. Uh, my favorite performance would have to be I don't know why this one is the one that comes to mind but you guys have seen Wolf of Wall Street Mm -hmm. Um, the scene where she's like where they get where she introduces that she wants to get a divorce to him and they have a whole argument wait between Margot Robbie or the other chick no Margot Robbie Oh. Where she's like, that was the last you're going time. To, you're going to jail for 20 years, Jordan. Yeah. yeah. 20 years. For tw- you're never going to see your kids. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I think that one really left me in awe because... It was her It was her breakout performance. Dude. Yeah. She did such a great job. Like, she was on par with DiCaprio in that movie. Mm. She was she's great. such I'm, a good actress. She's so bad. Oh, God. Yeah, we watched it, right? Yeah, I, I remember. Yeah, the movie was pretty good. The first, the, when I think of Wolf of Wall Street, I just think of the scene where you're sniffing coke off the girl's ass. <laughs> Why is that the one? <laughs> but, like, I feel like that scene was so realistic. What, the, the fight scene? Yeah. I like the first fight scene. The water. I read the book, and that actually happened. In the book, in the book when she was throwing water on him? And when he was in the bed. Throw water on me. Who's Ooh. Venice? Who are you a fucking... What are you, yeah. a fucking owl? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> she did. She did such a good. Job. I feel like she deserved all that praise. She, she, she was on par. Like, like being on par with a guy like DiCaprio is like something you never see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, who did she do? The, the Leonardo DiCaprio movie with that one guy, the one that plays Hulk. Shutter Island. Yeah, Shutter Island. Shutter Island's Island. Island a pretty good movie. I haven't watched. You it. haven't seen. I haven't seen it's it. one of the only one of the only Scorsese movies that I haven't it, watched. It, the Have you seen Shutter Island? No. It's a pretty good. It's it's one of those movies where you don't really know what's going on, but you do, and you don't really know how it ends. It's weird. It's a weird movie, but it's it's basically about a detective who goes on this uh, asylum asylum with his colleague. But there's like a huge, huge twist in it. And then, yeah, you, you just gotta watch it. <laughs> yeah, no, I love Martin Scorsese. His movies are just like. Django was the movie that made me wanna say, that t- made me tell myself, okay, I'm gonna make movies, that's what I'm gonna do. It was Django. But if it wasn't for Scorsese's Taxi Driver, I wouldn't be here right now making that short film. Taxi Driver, it, w- it opened to me a new genre of loneliness. That makes you, it's those movies that makes you think about, not think, not like a psychological thriller like Shutter Island, but makes you think about your persona because in those lonely movies like The Joker, right? It's a lonely movie because, well, one is based off Taxi Driver. It's inspired by Taxi Driver. And, uh, the new one? yeah, The New Joker is inspired by Taxi Driver. Like, Todd Phillips literally told Scorsese in the face, he was like, yeah, it was inspired by your movie. And, um, thing is that you always, with these lonely movies, you feel so bad for the main character that you forget that he's a, terrible person 
like the Joker kills off these Wall Street guys and you're like, let's go, right? But he killed three people. I love when movies do that, when they make you root for the bad guy. Mm -hmm. And you don't even realize it. Yeah. And that's how it was with Taxi Driver, but I watched it twice and my first time I just thought of him like that, like a lonely dude, I felt bad for him. Mm -hmm. The second time I'm just like, you see him, you see him pointing guns at like women at the screen, just like fantasizing because he wants to be some sort of vigilante hero. And he and he hates the the people in New York because he thinks that the people are like the trash. So I mean, in the end of the movie, you guys watch it. You guys care if I taxi no. driver? Uh -huh. which, no. I remember we were gonna watch that. We were gonna watch that one time you came over, and then my mom was like, "Go to sleep." Yeah. Nah. And in the end of the movie, what he does is that he takes down a, a pimp ring, right, by himself. Oh. But he didn't do it. I mean, he did it to save this one girl. But at the same time, he did it to, as to pleasure himself, like, hey, I did something in this world. I'm a good person, mm. you know? The Nero's performance in that was really good, too. Yeah. Breaking Bad does that, too. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Breaking Bad. Because when the first time I watched Breaking Bad, I always thought Skyler was the... No, yeah. yeah. Everyone, everyone's, everyone's like that. She's like, Skyler. I'm still like then, that. Then, <laughs> I'm still you know, now that I think of it, it's like, she was just like... She, she, she just wanted him to live a normal life. Yeah. yeah and this motherfucker, like, she just wanted him to stop. And then she tried to help him stop. Yeah. And he just wouldn't. Because it was, for him, he was selfish. And he just wanted power. I'm the danger. She even helped him. Yeah, she even yeah. helped him. So he wouldn't get caught so she could have a normal life. Yeah, she life. literally starts uh, money laundering from Skyler reminds me of Carmela, the wife of Tony Soprano in The Sopranos. Well, I feel like it's like that, what you guys were saying. Like almost the same because Carmela is a mom to the mafia boss of New Jersey, and but she's trying to be a mom. That's her thing. And at first I was like, "Yo, she's so like like lay off of him. Why is she so annoying?" Until I started getting into the third season and like, she's she's probably the most real person mm -hmm. in the show. I mean, Tony's going around killing his own friends, and she's like, "Why would you do that? Like, you known him, you grew up with him. Why would you do that?" Mm -hmm. And like, and um. That's just how it is. Yeah. Yeah, like you know, the Sopranos was like basically the that that show that influenced not influenced but like inspired Vince Vaughn because Vince Vaughn was in the Sopranos, yeah. and uh, well, he wasn't in it, but he helped around, mm -hmm. and um, he uh, he was like, oh, I got an idea for a show it's called Breaking Bad about a guy who sells crystal meth. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you know. Wait, who? Vince Vaughn. Vince, Vince Vaughn. Vince right? Gilligan, right? Gilligan, yeah, yeah, it's right. I'm talking about the actor Vince Vaughn. No, it's Vince Gilligan. Vince Gilligan, yeah. Oh, he was inspired by The Sopranos. I guess so, because they asked Brian Cranston, and they were like, they were like, um, "When's your opinion? Which one's better, uh, Breaking Bad or The Sopranos?" He was like, "The Sopranos." Where do you think Breaking Bad came from? Mm. Yeah. So I think Breaking Bad is like the best TV show he has done. Uh, I guess. I mean, I haven't watched. I haven't finished it. I can't say, but TV show. That's crazy. Cause like, TV show is such a, it's such a like a super big thing. There's so many TV shows. Yeah. Like you could argue that I Love Lucy was the greatest TV show of all time. Right. Or you could say you could argue like Friends. Breaking Bad, Friends. <laughs> uh huh. Like Friends. But uh, anime falls in that category, bro. Attack on Titan. Attack on Titan. You watched oh. Tokyo. You watched Death Note. You know yeah, how Death intriguing Note. that is. Yeah, Death Note. If you're not into anime, Death Note is like the step first starting one. That was his first. Um, I have actually like something like something about anime. Well, I understand that there are some animes that don't do this because there's a lot of animes and I haven't watched them. But as a person who doesn't watch anime, I think that animes are kind of like creepy in a way because they most of the time, like not most of the time, but from the ones that I've seen which are like the mainstream ones, coming from a person who doesn't watch anime. What I usually- Then leave out mainstream? Huh? Leave out mainstream then? Yeah. Yeah. But like, what I perceived is like, they usually depict like women with like huge tits and then oh, like a childlike qualities and they speak like a child and they have a mental, and, and they really don't have any role. All right, but think about this. Naruto is the greatest anime of all time. That's my opinion. Mm-hmm. Naruto is the greatest anime of all time. But the, the leading side character, Sakura, she has none of those qualities. Yeah, I, I understand she, that. She, and she's, she's actually physically the strongest one. Too. Yeah, like physically, she's probably like the strongest yeah. character. So there are a lot of animes that do do that. Mm -hmm. And it is to attract more of a male audience. Mm -hmm. 
because that's what they want to see over there. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's called it's called fan service. Yeah, there's so, a, that's a genre in anime fan service. It's called fan service. It's it's just a or like harem harem fan service. Well, fan service is harem, but it's like what he said. You know, big bazoongas and shit. You know. <laughs> yeah, I know. I actually know why she's because I avoid, I still avoid anime. From I'm not like a huge anime fan. I'm like. Oh. But I know where she's coming from. Like, for example, there's some animes that are like way Some deli Yeah. Some way deli over the top. I was trying to watch it, and like every single episode, I'm just like. You're like, bro, I don't want to see that. That one is, that one is a bad one. <laughs> seven deli It's a great example of what you're talking about. And I've yeah. recommended that multiple times by like. You don't like Seven Deli Sins? No, I've watched it. Get out of my house. Like Get out of my house. I, okay. Get out of my house. All right. Shut <laughs> no, I was saying it's a it's a good example for her like her point, mm-hmm. but um. Yeah. Like I don't watch it for that, or um, oh, yeah, I, I haven't watched it in forever. But um, you know why I watched when I started it? It was because you and Jamal were telling me, "Yo, this fool's like hella strong." There's yeah, Melio is one of the strongest. That's why I started watching it, and then I was the like, "Wow, teams. there are a ton of like sexual things." There are, this. and I, I didn't like that shit, and that's why I didn't finish the show. But um, stuff like Attack on Titan. Oh yeah, it's. Yeah, Takan Titan's pretty good. And Naruto and Death Note. Tokyo Ghoul. Tokyo Ghoul, like that shit is like, I don't know, you know. Yeah. It's like it's that's all. Like that. That's that's like the anime version of the Breaking Bad type show, like The Sopranos. Because yeah. it's like that. It's not like a sitcom here, right? Mm. Sitcom here is basically like the stereotypical live show. Over there is the stereotypical, you know, like the girls with big boobs and all that. Oh, that's that's. Oh really? In a sense, in a sense, you know, not not necessarily. Usually, shonen is like the is like the mainstream over there. But then you got shows like you know Attack on Titan that could be Japan's version of let's say Breaking Bad. Right. Actually, Attack on Titan is its own thing. I mean, during COVID, it was number one show in the United States. Really? I think Breaking Bad topped it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure yeah, now it did. Yeah. But it got at that time when season four came out because season four was amazing. When season four came out. It had twice as many more ratings than both Breaking Bad and The Walking Dead. The Walking Dead, I've never seen I want to read. Dead. I want to read the, the the comic because I heard that the comic is way better than the show. Mm-hmm. I think the comic ended in in like the comic ended, but I think the show started. From the comic. It, got, it was too big, so I decided to make its own thing. Mm-hmm. No, uh, I played the the Telltale game of The Walking Dead. No, I heard that was good. That's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. And, um, yeah, because, you know, the writer for Invincible is the same writer from The Walking Dead. I never watched The Walking Dead. I mean, I've watched Um, it with my homies, like, whenever I was hanging out with them or whatever like that, but it was always at, like, different points of the show. I never sat down and watched the first episode or watched the first season, nothing like that. So I don't really know. What's What's a movie that's overrated? Overrated? Overrated. Uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Hell no, that that deserves it. It's not over. Really? Okay, yeah. It's, okay, okay, okay. But it's like, but it's like, okay. And I understand the question more. I feel like it would be like a Marvel movie. Wolf of Wall Street stands, bro. They are overrated. Everyone's like, oh my god, this is the best movie ever. It's not. I, the I best hardly, movie I ever. hardly, no, no, no. I hardly ever hear that. I mean, I'm Girl? in the fil- yeah, I'm in the film community, and. And the, usually the movies that they say that are the best ones are like Citizen Kane or The Godfather, but I never heard I've somebody heard that, say I've, I've heard never that heard from somebody so say. Oh my God, The Wolf of Wall Street! No, no, no I've never heard. I never heard somebody say that The Wolf of Wall Street was the greatest movie of all time. I heard people say The Joker, and it's not. It's not. I think not the greatest movie of all time, but I think The New Joker is like one of the best movies of all time. Yeah, the the, the Joker is pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. That's Everything about that movie. I, but I I compare that to, the yeah. uh, the past Joker and that was the best Joker. So. Oh yeah, Heath Ledger's Joker. Yeah, you know yeah Heath Ledger deserved yeah. that Oscar. And it sucks that he died. That he died before he got the. He Oscar. died right when and they he, when they finished he production. He made so many good movies too. Yeah, he, he's Ledger. actually a, he is actually an underrated actor. A very underrated, bro. Mm-hmm, yeah. Hella underrated. So uh, let's talk about what's his name, Jared Leto. I do not like Jared. Sure. I don't know why. I, that I, I, Joker? Dude, what that, that Joker? Was a joke. Yeah, that was. I know. I I don't like Jared Little in anything. I don't know why. I I think he's a good decent actor, but there's something about him I just don't like about him. I feel like he's they made the Jared the Jared Little Joker though, like into like some. 
Like no, how he, Harley Quinn is to us dudes. Right. The Joker is to the the, the girls. Because he's got he the tats. Has, yeah. And he's got, you know, all this weird Coming shit. Coming from like, a girl, like, everyone. Everyone was obsessed with the Joker. Yeah, everyone was simping over him. I was, I, was even, like, I was even. I was like, that fool ugly is. But I remember watching but that movie Harley, where he goes like this. Where he's like, he's in that club. He goes like this. And there's like a laugh. Like, I thought that was corny and shit. I was the like, Joker yeah. would never do that. The joke, the actual Joker, like comic written Joker, would never do that. Okay, one thing that I have a problem that I have a problem with is like how people perceive um, Harley Quinn and the Joker's relationship, and how they it's ro- romanticize it. It's at first it's romantic because no, it's not, it's never been romantic ever. To her, he manipulated no, her. To, yeah, he did, but to her, it's like even in the Joker and I mean, in the Harley Quinn TV show, it predicts that. Well, it doesn't predict it; it shows it. But um, yeah, to her, she she liked him and everything, but. It was when she was obsessed with him, not just like him. Yeah. She was she obsessed. obsessed. But in the White Knight storyline, which I wouldn't really consider it canon, because it's not canon, in a sense. But she kind of explains it, because in in canon she leaves him and she goes off and she mm-hmm. does her own thing. Yep. But in but in the White Knight storyline, she explains it that she left him because he was too obsessed with Batman, that she didn't have, that he didn't make time for her. Mm-hmm. And like that's why she left him because you know she, he was just an, an asshole, and he was too obsessed. He was too obsessed with Batman that she was like, oh, he loved he loved Batman more than me. So she she did. So that's that's when they're falling out. You know, happened. But but Joker's done some terrible things to Harley Quinn. Tortured her while they were together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tortured her, raped her. And people still let her get to- raped. Uh huh. Like he did not care. He did not care about her. Yeah. Literally in the scene where. I haven't seen the first Suicide Squad, but I've seen the scene where, where he's like, you know, with that one guy, and he's like, you, oh, and, uh, and Harley Quinn starts getting on him, and then the Joker kind of gets like jealous, even though he tells her to get on him. Oh, in the strip club? Yeah, in the strip club. Yeah, I feel like at that period, in that period, that's when, I guess, let's say, because it shows the origin of Harley Quinn, I guess at that period was that romantic period they had. Mm-hmm. But then I watched the new Suicide Squad, and then she's like... She said, ever since my ex-boyfriend, I've decided to see red flags. And if I see a red flag in somebody, I should kill that man. Because if I don't, then I'll be obsessed with him. Because that's what she was. She, she was invited by the, this president of this South American country. Oh, Birds of Prey? No, no, no. Suicide Squad. The oh, Suicide the Squad. One. The new one. Oh. And the president, like, they do that. They fall in love. You know, it's all fine. And, hot, and they, they kiss and all that stuff. But then he starts talking about his plans. And he's like, I would make my plans be, and I wouldn't let anybody, I would slaughter children. And then she shoots him. She shoots, boom. And then it's funny, because Margot Robbie, you know, she's a good actress. She's like, she's like, listen, I'm sorry that I shot you, but I, ever since my ex-boyfriend, I decided that if I ever see a red flag in somebody that, I'm, that I have to kill, I have to, I'm sorry, I have to kill you. <laughs> and she kills him. She, she just kills him with it. It's just, <laughs> it's just funny. It's just hilarious. Yeah. I just feel like it sends off the wrong message to young audience. Mm-hmm, yeah. For sure. It, it's, but at the same time, young audiences shouldn't be watching. Shouldn't, yeah. yeah That's why there's ratings, but people don't care no more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People, uh, oh, what was I going to say? Well, what do you guys think about John Cena? Like, as an actor? As an actor? Yeah, as an actor. Suicide Squad, the new one? It's probably his best acting ever. That's not saying much, though. I know, but that's the thing. He doesn't have much. Yeah, no, I'm not. Not that's, what, that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. He because doesn't have much. The but only that other, was his best the one. only other movie I've seen John Cena in was like the old Cartoon Network Fred movies. <laughs> that was Nickelodeon. Yeah, his dad. it was Nickelodeon. But the thing was, he was playing himself. So yeah, he was. But yeah. I was I still. I was like. First of all, why is John Cena in the movie? And why I thought is that he was this dad? okay. No, Fred? I thought it was funny, but I was like, what is going on right now? You know. But, I mean, and I and I hated those movies. Because I hated Fred. I hate him. Fred, Fred was. I hate movie. him, and so it was just like, why is this? Why is this fool in this movie? Uh, no, I thought it was cool that they made John Cena because Fred was a loser. But the yeah, fact that he that his dad was with the and world his dad champion. would show up for like a minute in each movie. No, he but that's like funny. Them, and he would just body slam him. <laughs> yeah, no, that was funny because like, every time he was in the movie, he he would say like a motivational quote. And he'd be like, oh, thanks, Dad. And then he would body slam. Body slam. Body slam. And then he go like, the scene where, he, I think there's, like, a specific scene that I remember as a kid where he comes at a porta potty Like, he just... Yep. Yeah, that, that one. And he just... <laughs> then he says something and then, like, completely, Dip. completely, like, rocks his... Stuff. I was just like, what is going on? 
But I haven't seen John Cena in anything else. I've seen him in the F9. Fast and F9. Uh-huh. F9. Uh, I never watched it. I never watched it either, and uh, I actually started watching it, but I was like, I'm not watching this. I'm oh, yeah. leaving. The, the new Fast and Furious movie. Is that the one that, where they go to space? Yep. Yep. Garbage. Jesus Christ. Garbage. <laughs> but, Wait, the new Fast and Furious? The Fast and Furious. Any, any of the new Fast and Furious ones? Anything? Like I feel like after after, after let's say five, no, after five, because five they five had like. Five was pushing it. Yeah, five, five was, was pushing, pushing it. it. <laughs> but right after that, yeah. Uh, uh, the seven where he's like when he's like. One rule you don't know about street fight is that the street always wins. And yeah. he steps on the ground and the whole thing just cracks. This man, <laughs> he crushed a whole parking garage with a stomp, bro. Like, what you <laughs> the street always wins. Man, shut up. <laughs> and that was so corny, that, that line, like. No, the action in those movies are great. Oh, no, the action yeah, are yeah, amazing. But, like, but just the movies, bro. But we all, like, we all. Enjoy Fast Seven. Yeah, I, don't I feel like it's just in our hearts because we all liked Paul Walker at that time, and then he dies. And so many Fast and Furious movies, I don't even remember which one goes with which. Oh, it's like yeah. they did the like this because they made Tokyo Drift. Yeah, like Tokyo and then like, oh, Tokyo yeah. just got big that they wanted to keep them. But the thing was, Tokyo Drift was a prequel. But Han dies in Tokyo Drift, so they were like, okay, we're not gonna make it a sequel. We're gonna make the one that's in between seven and eight. Mm-hmm. So they did like the little Star Wars thing, right? Mm-hmm. So it goes like one, like goes Fast and Furious, uh, too fast, too, too fast, furious. too furious. I wish I loved that one. Fast and that furious. one was just Paul Walker and his, um, uh-huh. the black dude. Well, I don't know if we got yeah, him. but that, I love that one. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then it goes. I think it's also Fast and Furious. It's either it has the duh or not the duh. and then it goes. That's the fourth. So then it goes to no, the third. Third one, fourth one, fifth one. Yeah, but we don't know the names. Yeah, it's like, like you, you can't remember. Fast the and Furious, Too Too Fast, Fast and Furious. furious. Then, um, I don't know, and then let's say Fast Five. It was Fast Five. You just look this up. <laughs> yeah, Fast Five, then Fast Six, then Seven, and then Tokyo Drift, and then Nine, and Eight, Nine. Mm, okay. That's what, because they liked Han so much. And, but the thing is, Han dies in the, in the, too Fast and Furious mm. but they're like because he comes out in um, 5 mm-hmm. 6 he comes out in those movies and uh, they were like oh they like him too much let's make it a let's make it a, a jump in time and instead of because it, it was a prequel and then it became a jump in time no because in, in F9 they still have what's his name the dude that plays Paul Walker he's still considered in the movie yeah yeah Brian yeah. Brian O'Connor yeah and Brian O'Connor was the coolest dude bruh he was so cool, but he was the undercover cop that was also great at driving. No, but like that's why that, I love Too Fast, Too Furious so much. Cause but the like, thing is, that, he did a great job. Now. The fact that they keep him in the movies still kind of gives people be like, man, if he was in it, this would have been better. Even though, like, because they always mention him. Yeah, they always mention. Because at the I don't know at the end of F nine, I don't know if yeah. Yeah, he pulls up. He pulls up. Well, it wasn't and him, steps but out, yeah. but it's just does, yeah. it just cuts there. It just cuts off there. And yeah, I like, I noticed that he's like he's still in the universe. Yeah, he's still technically, yeah, technically he's just away with his family yeah. now. Then he's not uh-huh. doing all this fucking crazy shit. Okay, so Fast and Furious, too Fast and Furious, too Fast and Furious, Fast Five, Fast and Furious Six, Furious Seven, The Fate of the Furious, F Nine. Mm-hmm. The fate of the furious man. The fate of the furious man. Oh, let's talk about. I want to talk about this one performance that I watched the other day. I was watching this movie called Sling Blade. It was one of the films I had to watch for. Sling Blade. I ain't even heard of that. Uh, yeah, I know. It's like it's not that big, but at the time it was big. Out. It was like a '90s movie. Huh? I'm head out. All right. All right. All right, say goodbye to the listeners. Say, say right. goodbye to the guy in Belgium, bro. Goodbye, guy in Belgium. <laughs> Bye, Pepe. Bye. See you, man. See you. All right, so... Should I sit there? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. And uh, what was I saying? It was the Sling. Oh, Sling Blade, yeah. Sling. And it was, that, it was that movie from that time. I mean, the dude got an Oscar for it. Nobody heard of it. But the thing was, he was playing this, like, this mentally... I, I, I wouldn't say instable because he's pretty stable but he's just like this he, he, he would talk like this he would talk like this Billy Bob Thornton's performance he would talk like say like mmm I like I like them fried potatoes mmm 
Right? He would do that all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But he did such a good job. Like, But he just wasn't smart. No, right? no, no. Or he was smart, but he had like some sort of... I don't know what it was. I remember, I remember talking about it with my, with my mentor, but... You know, it's just a, I think it's a very underrated. I like the movie. A guy from Fast and Furious was in, the, in that movie. That's why I remembered it. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, uh, you know, pretty underrated and, sh- and stuff, you know. I haven't seen a single Fast and Furious. Really? Just, just, just watch the you're first five. Just watch no, the I, would, I wouldn't even watch. I'd watch first one, second one. I'd watch the first four. Not even five? Not even, cool. I wouldn't even watch four, and I'd just replace four with Tokyo Drift, and you're, you're pretty set. Well, I meant five as including Tokyo Drift. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do that. Why not? Because technically five is the fourth movie in the story-wise, but it's the fifth movie in the franchise, you know? Yeah. But it's, like, just about cars, right? It's Actually, not. it's not. I mean, There's... at first, at first, it is. It's yep. a street. It's, like, the first movie was that this guy had a had to infiltrate uh, the street street racers, and that was Paul Walker's character. Mm-hmm. He was Brian, and, the like, not the leader, but I guess the leader, right? Was Vin Diesel, and but the thing is, they formed a brotherhood, and that's how that's when Brian was like, "Yeah, screw." She's like, "You're my family," mm. and then he said, "Screw the police," and then he becomes a fugitive. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's cool. But then they were like, "Yeah, let's drag it on another eight movies, and let, let them go to space for the last one." Wait, did Too Fast, Too Furious happen before the first one? Because he's still a cop in the second one. And no, I think he got caught. He got caught, so he had a choice: either jail time or do the, do something for him. Because that's right. That's right. Because they, right. like, they were like, because they were like, we need a guy with experience, and you're the only guy we got. Yeah, and so he had to infiltrate another. It was like this. This time, it was like a drug dealer. Yeah. Instead and of street racing. His thing was cars or whatever. Uh, it's centered around cars. They use cars for everything that they do, but. They're completely doing other. I think shit. I think only the first one and Tokyo Drift are the ones that are mainly about cars. Mm-hmm. Alright, let's move on. Um, what makes a movie good? What makes a movie good? I feel like we already touched upon it in the beginning. Uh, like yeah. the screenplay, of course. Mm. You don't want someone boring writing it. I was actually thinking about what you said, and I've come I've come to the conclusion that a good actor can even make a shitty screenplay good. I don't think he can make a shitty screenplay good, but like a mediocre, he can take that shit to great. You know what I'm saying? He can make a shitty one good. Yeah, yeah. And then there's only so far, there's only so much an actor can do. Yeah. You know, because he's acting out something, a person. So if the person shit, there's only you know you can only turn so much shit into gold. You know what I'm saying? I also feel like a big part of an actor's performance is just how the audience perceives it. So you're saying that. What the so audience like, okay, wants example, is what the audience example. gets. Mm, no, for example, okay, so like let's say like the main character or whatever character's family member dies, and like the camera is like coming into a face. Would you like? I feel like the audience can fill in the pieces for a lot of things. Like let's say if that actor just had a blank face, they're not really like showing any emotion or anything, but the audience fills that in, and they're like, oh, okay, like numbness. I don't, I don't know, so whatever. <laughs> I actually wanted to talk about her. Mm. I wanted to talk about it for the Have one time. Have you seen time. her? Nope. Oh. You Explain care. the movie. Explain the movie. Yeah. Explain the movie. No, the, I don't give the, a shit about The plot line, <laughs> the synopsis, the plot line. The plot line is this lonely guy going through a divorce, falls in love with an AI, and she loves him back. Okay. See, now that's just the plot line, right? But what it's just so it's the it's the dialogue in that the screenplay, the dialogue yeah. that makes you because at first you just like when I was watching it I watched it three times now, and I first watched it last week. Damn. So yeah. Is she hot or something? No, she there's, has there's, no body. She's oh. An AI. Oh, it's an AI. I thought it was it's like, what, like every time he robot. talks to her, every time he talks to her, he pulls out like a like an AirPod, puts it in his ear, and just says hello, and she talks. Oh, so it's like Siri. Innocence, yes. Okay. Yeah, but she has a conscious. Okay. Uh-huh. She has a conscious. She has feelings. She has a personality, like all that. But thing is, the thing that movie touches upon is not. It's not that. It's not that. Um, you know, someone loving a robot. It's the, the, the significance of love, like the emotion, because she's brand new, and that's one thing that he said he liked about her that that she w- she was appreciating everything because everything was too new to, n- new to mm-hmm. her, 
that she didn't like other people because they took they like they took everything let's say for granted right not for granted but like they wouldn't they weren't so aware of life because she would be like take me on adventures mm-hmm. and when is the last time a girl told you hey let's go on take me on an adventure yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> well you've yeah, been I on an adventure you, i feel you man and the the dialogue in that movie i mean and the performances do you think he's a selfish person uh theodore yeah selfish i feel like he's insecure why would you say selfish though i feel like he only whenever she would tell him about how she was feeling as a robot and like how her consciousness like her intelligence was expanding he wouldn't really care he wouldn't really place any importance on how she felt i don't think that's true no, I think it is true though, because whenever the only the only time where he truly takes her like takes her serious was whenever the thing wasn't working the nah that the was system. no I think I but, mean he went on a whole cabin vacation with her yeah but but th- th- that has nothing to do with my point okay but let's say the time when they had sex. I feel I feel like when whenever their whole their whole relationship is based off what he wants because that's the whole like thing with a robot it's you do whatever I say. No, and so whenever maybe it that's came, why he loves her. If you think about it, yeah, she's he is showing her the world, right? Right. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. So, and that's what she's so interested in him. So maybe he loves the, how interested she is in him, what he has to say, what he's teaching her. Exactly. And not, not actually necessarily who because she is. talks to other people in the movie. She goes around. She actually talked for how many dudes. 8,000 something something yeah she was talking to a lot of people but she was in love with like 614 yeah but she also said that she wasn't as love as yeah but how can you believe that I mean I guess I mean I I think I still think the movie is beautiful and I don't think he was selfish I think he actually helped her out more and yeah there was there was there was those times where like you said he would like that fight they had when when they basically like sort of hired a person to play Samantha. Mm-hmm. So they can have sex. Uh-huh. But thing is, I feel like Theodore was totally in the innocent. And I mean, he had a point. And he was doing something she wanted. Because she was like, I want to do this. And he was like, I don't know. Oh, I don't, right, right. I, he was like, I don't, I, don't think, I don't think I'll feel comfortable with it. She was like, no, I really want this for us. I think it would be great. And he's like, all right, fine. And it ended up in a fight. Yeah. So he did something she wanted. I mean, yeah, but the whole thing is like... He... And she gives him hella gratitude in the movie. She, they even, Does he? yeah, they, they literally ask him, why do you love Samantha so much? And he says it. Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, Chris Pratt was like, why do you love Samantha so much? And he's like, oh, well. And also another show of love was when he was with his wife, his ex-wife, when they were signing the divorce papers. And the fact that he mentioned her that she was an OS so casually, like it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like that's love, like he wasn't embarrassed or ashamed that she was a robot. Oh, you're right, yeah. He wasn't, to an actual human being that he once loved a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, he was like, oh, yeah, she's a no So it's very different. And then she I still don't understand him. why they got divorced. It's, he kind of explains it. He's like, he said that he becomes distant. And that, like, uh, let's say that, that he doesn't, like, open up enough anymore, like, at mm-hmm. the point. Because he's like, he tells that to Samantha. And he's like, yeah, I'm sorry. I did the same thing with, uh, what was her name, Catherine? Yeah. With Catherine. I think the whole movie, like, one of the main themes is communication within relationships. And oh, how, important uh-huh. it, how yeah. important it is. Yeah, I think you're right. Completely. Open communication. Mm-hmm. Because that was, the, that was the fallout of his first marriage because that's what he didn't do. He didn't communicate. Mm-hmm. There were shots and scenes that you would see that they were literally in marriage counseling and he would just stay quiet. Oh, really? Yeah, I like, when, they, when he flashes back about... Uh, just for, like, a couple seconds. It's not, it's not like, a whole scene, but... Yeah, and... Uh, Samantha's like the best character in, this, in the movie, in my opinion. Samantha, yeah. Uh huh. I feel like Scarlett Johansson playing like just her voice. Dude, how? It was great. Like she made me feel bad for her, and then, you know. I heard it was first like it was a different actor, act, voice actor, but then they replaced the whole thing with Scarlett Johansson's voice. Probably. Why is there not an Oscar, not a, award for voice, voice acting? acting? I feel like I don't know. There, there should be a uh, category for that. Mm-hmm. You know anything you want to add on to anything? I haven't seen it, so I can't. What's anything yeah. else? No. Yeah. I mean, okay, a lot of those. Oh, never mind. Never mind. Mm. I was gonna say because like. Uh, motherfucker. Never mind, bro. <laughs> I don't even. I lost my train of thought. This is but, one movie. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry, but yeah, when I was watching the movie, I was just mainly thinking about like, 
how do people communicate within relationships and how important it is? Like, like within relationships, maybe just because I'm a woman and like I don't mean this in like a sexist way or anything, but women are more agreeable people. Would you agree with that? They have a more agreeable personality. I wouldn't agree with that. I don't know. I feel, I feel like, like it falls both ways. And I, I feel, feel like they're more agreeable genuinely. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, mm-hmm. a lot of times, dudes just agree to either make you happy mm-hmm. or to shut you up. Or there's always another reason mm-hmm. why they're agreeing. You know? I, I think about think about the mom and dad perspective. You're right. Have you ever, have you ever been, like, you told us something to your mom and you'd be like, Hey mom, can I do something? And then she goes, I don't know, ask your dad. And when she says that, you're either like, oh, he's gonna say yes, or he's gonna say no. So I feel like it falls both ways. Because my mom, my mom, I would, use, I used to go to my mom as a kid. I'd be like, hey mom, can I do this? She would say either no or go ask your dad. Mm-hmm. But now it's reversed. I feel like my mom would say no, and my dad would say yes. So I feel like it changes, and it falls on both side, both sides. But but either way, um, I feel like. Well, me personally, I tend to, like, bite my tongue a lot in relationships just to, like, save, like, from conflict happening. And I feel like that's what Theodore kind of did as well. Like, the reason why he was so distant was because he didn't want to, like, upset his partner by by voicing his, um, like, how he was disappointed in the relationship. Yeah. No, I do the same thing, and I feel like that happens in a lot of relationships. But, like, um... And of course, I mean, it's easier to just say, well, communication would fix that and shit like that. But a lot of times, people, they say communication is one person brings up a problem and it turns into an argument. And a lot of people can't just communicate without a bias, without getting emotional. Mm. A lot of people don't have the maturity Just like Sam and Daniel, bro. Just like Sam and Daniel. (laughs) Who? (laughs) Our short film. Yeah, our short film. Yeah, just like you guys. But see, I don't like that. I don't like how, like, you can bring up something and then there'll be a whole argument about it. Like, why can't I just bring up something and we, like, literally find a compromise and that's it. Move on. Boom. Done. And that's what I mean by guys are more agreeable, like, when there's a problem and the the dude is more... This is my experience. The dude is a lot more... Um, He'll do anything to fix the problem, just so there's not conflict. But when a dude brings up a problem, a lot of the time, it causes a giant argument. And then, at that point, since I already brought up the problem, I can't stop the argument. I can't take back what I said. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So. But I just think that when people, like, communicate their, like, why they're upset within a relationship, the other partner, if they're immature, emotionally immature, the other partner takes that as, like, a personal attack. And then they start to defend themselves. Mm-hmm. And then they like because they're defending themselves, they don't see their partner as an equal or someone that they should like fix the problem with. Like it's not like us against the problem; it's me and you. It's like me against you. But anyways, that's not even what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was, that was a very interesting conversation you guys had. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess we're about to hit an hour, so this has been the Lunch Boys podcast. Pepe has Pepe left early, so. R.I.P. Pepe. Yeah, all right. See you guys (laughs) some other time.